fighting, hatred, fear. Had enough of the noise? Welcome to Energetic Health Radio, and thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Dr. Henry Ely, and each show, as you know, we begin with gratitude. Well, today I'm grateful for my baby, right? And all these wonderful women out there in the world who stand by their men. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for everything that you do. You are incredible, and it means the world to us to know that we have people who will stand by us through the fire, through the storms, you know, through all the craziness that's going on in the world today. To have a good woman by our side is incredible. So I just want to send my love out to my girl so much. I love you so much, baby. And I'm so grateful for everything you've done for me and keep doing for me. I mean, this is how awesome my girl is. Last night, I went and did some work with some, uh, some patients who were injured by the gene modification shots, right? Remember, these aren't vaccines and stop calling them therapy. It's not gene therapy and it's not a vaccine. Don't let them twist your head up like that. It's gene modification shots, right? So I went to do some work with them after a really long day of, of teaching and um, had a fantastic class with, uh, with my students at the Energetic Health Institute. We had a really wonderful masterclass. And then we had another follow-up masterclass with our um, cleansing and detoxification students. They're doing great. Our holistic nutrition students are doing great, but a lot of work. And then, of course, as we all do, we all have some family stuff going on. And I'm, I'm no different. I have some family stuff going on. And, you know, it's just so much to take care of, right? Like, I, I've never been this busy in my life. Can I get an amen? Right? I've never, if somebody would have told me when I was a kid, and I couldn't wait to be an adult, that, you know, that I was going to be the busiest I had ever been and have no time and stuff like that. I would have been like, hey, hold, hold that receipt. You know, I think I want to stay a kid, you know, for the rest of my life. Well, you know, after this full day, I just got done with my patients and, uh, and, and they're doing, they're doing better. And I'm really excited for their progress and everything. And they're such good people, you know, I mean, just, they're just good people. They got lied to and they, they, took a shot that should have, they should have never had access to really if when you get down to it and you start reading through the Pfizer documents and you just start thinking about what's right you know they never should have had access to it but they did it and you know that's just the way it goes sometimes so what we're going to do we're going to love them we're going to help them so i get done with work and i get done with work right before 9 p.m. and it's right before a lot of restaurants start closing and stuff like that and i have a pretty limited diet i can only eat you know certain things and i, I really don't want to, I don't like eating out very much, you know, and I really, it's hard to get organic food and you don't know. There's just so many unknowns. I, I like being in control of what goes into my body at all times, you know, you know, eating out as an indulgence, no problem, but I just don't like doing it. So I, I get out, everything's closing. I knew I wasn't going to be able to get to one restaurant that I really will like to go into and, and get some food if it's real late. 
couldn't, you know, couldn't get there before they closed, called up my girl. This is how awesome she is. She says, baby, we don't have any food really in the refrigerator. Let me see what we got. And I can see what I can put together. I get home. I've got ramen noodles with carrots and shiitake mushrooms and onions and garlic and ginger and miso and just a big old bowl and some some soybeans, of course, all of it organic and delicious and everything ready for me. And I was just blown away. I was just like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. I thought I wasn't going to eat anything tonight. I thought I was just going to go to bed hungry. And she's like, I wouldn't let you go to bed hungry. So if you out there doing that for your man, you know, um, you know, thank you so much. You know, it's, it's crazy. And I'm, and I'm bringing up, man. And, and, and I don't want it to say, I don't want to be out there. Cause I know I have some folks, a lot of folks listen to me who, um, you know, who are, are into same sex, you know, uh, relationships and I support it hundred percent. I'm, I'm all about it. You know, what you do with your life as an adult, as long as you ain't hurting nobody is your business. I'm supportive. Right. I'm just singling out and I, I'm singling out specifically women for men on, on this particular gratitude for this reason. I had, I had to sign or I'm about to sign some legal documents, right? I'm about to sign some legal documents. Uh, brother, one of my, my, my brother, two years back, passed away, um, you know, and had had a house and, you know, we're trying to work it all out as a family and stuff like that. And, you know, everybody's being real cool. We're just trying to like, make sure everybody gets an equal amount and everything, you know, never bring him back. You know, you know what I mean? How you go through these things and you got to deal with the courts and all this other stuff. Well, one of the attorneys put together a thing and it's me and uh, me and my sisters are on this. And they, they said, you know, they made a statement about, you know, if, if there's any acrimony, it's going to be everybody's responsibility to get her own attorney. <laughs> and I don't know about you that, that right some of that some some of that stuff sometimes riles me up because I'm like hey there's a dude here and I know men are an endangered species these days you know it's not cool to be a man anymore these days right I like being a man I I, I I'm, I'm not going to apologize to anybody for it I like being a man I, I like being a place where somebody's going to say something stupid or do something stupid around my woman and I'm going to say something to them you know, and we'll see if you're serious about wanting to do something. Because if you want to do something, I'll do something with you. You know, I'm not, I, I like to fight, <laughs> you know, it ain't no thing to me. Right. So, you know, I see this little bit of, I see all this stuff in the, um, in this attorney thing, you know, and clearly they trying to, they getting into this whole Democrat, transgender, you know, gender neutral, whatever crap that's going on and everything. And, and I'm like, what's wrong with a man being a man and a woman being a woman? And if, and if that doesn't float your boat, fine. You, if you're an adult, go do your thing. But what's wrong with a man being a man and a man and a woman being a woman? What's wrong with it? I don't get it. You know, because I'm, I'm, I'm like, why didn't you just say his or her? There's a dude here. There's, there's a dude that's going to sign on this paper. So what I, I said to the attorney was, there's no way I'm signing this until you recognize that there's a man present here as well. <laughs> You know, I can't believe I have to even say that, you know, to an attorney, but I'm, there's no way I'm signing this until you recognize that there are women and men here, you know, and it's okay for us to be men. It's okay for a man to be a man. I like being a man. I'm not going to have anybody make me feel bad for being a man. And you know what's crazy? There's a lot of women that like when men are men. 
<laughs> Can I get an amen? Right. And there's a lot of men like me who like when a woman is being a woman. And that's not this preconceived idea, stereotypical and roles and wearing an apron in the kitchen and have dinner for me. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a very simple idea. A woman. Right. A woman is the most beautiful and I, I don't want to use this word, but I'm going to use it, creature ever created by God, a, a capable of creating life, holding that life within them, and then nurturing that life, feeding that life with their body. That's what a woman is, right? This beautiful, nurturing, caring, protective being. Women are amazing. If you don't love your mother, I don't feel bad for you. You must have had a bad experience because that's few and far between, thankfully. Because I know I love my mama, I love my grandmas, and every I miss them so much, right? Because they were women. And it didn't mean that they had to be docile, it didn't mean they had to be quiet. Women run my family. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like when women run. When, rem when women run things and they have good hearts, things usually work out pretty good, right? When women run things and they start trying to act like men, things usually don't work out too good, okay? So, you know, I'm seeing all this and I got to tell you, folks, I got to tell you, it just made me feel incredibly grateful. It's like, my God, I have a woman like that. I have a woman who's a woman, you know, strong, tough, smart, speaks her mind, but still likes being around a man. And I think there's a lot of us out there like that. And I think we better start stepping up and saying some stuff too, right? Because I'm not cool with all this transhumanistic crap. I'm just not. And I'm going to start speaking out about it because I'm not, I'm not comfortable with it. You know, I'm not comfortable with folks thinking they can educate our children into, th into gender confusion. No, not everybody's confused. Some folks are. Let's help them. But don't make everybody confused. Don't make people question and stop identifying the essence of who you are by stupid things. The essence of who you are is what's in your heart. Why in the world would you identify yourself by anything other than what's in your heart? That doesn't make any sense to me. Why in the world would you identify by your sexuality? That's such a limited part of who you are. Why would you identify yourself by the color of your skin? That's such a limited part of who you are. Who you are is what's in your heart. And that's what's precious and sacred about you, right? So that's what I'm giving gratitude for is the people who are figuring out, learning, searching, exploring, existing, being what's in their heart and not what the globalists want you to identify as or get confused by. I identify as my sexuality. No, I don't identify as my sexuality because I am far more than my sexuality. And that's what makes me sexy. <laughs> I don't identify by my color of my skin because according to the world, I'm black, but according to my skin, I'm not. <laughs> Go figure that out, right? 
I don't identify as a crown. I don't identify as a color. I can't stand when people are like people of color. It drives me crazy, BIPOC and all that crap. People of color. It's right. What do you call white? White is a color. That's a person of color too. What do you think? They translucent? <laughs> We're talking some crazy stuff today. I don't even know what I'm where I'm going with this. We're going today's show. We're going, we're gonna go a little bit off the cuff. All right. I just wanted to get some stuff out off my chest. I guess I guess I've been holding some things in for the last couple of years, trying to be other people's image of what I think they want me to be. And I'm not gonna be that anymore. I'm just gonna be myself. I'm not having much fun being somebody's idea of who I am. I'd rather have fun being who I am. And who I am is just real. I'm gonna tell you what I think. I'm gonna tell you how I feel. Right or wrong, better or worse, you're going to know that at very least, I'm coming at you straight. You're going to know at the very least that what you see is what you get with me, right? And what you see and what you get is very simple. I don't care about the color of your skin. I don't care about your cultural heritage. I love it. And I want to experience your cultural heritage because there's some beauty in there, I know but I don't care about identifying you in that way. And I surely don't care about identifying you based upon silly things like your sexuality or your gender or what, I just don't care. I care what's in your heart. And that's what the globalists will never get because they don't have any hearts. That's the fact. They're heartless, they're heartless, I can't even call them people, they're heartless things. Big empty holes with them. That's why they are so greedy trying to fill that hole. That's why they're so nasty trying to think that they get to decide the, what's going to happen to the rest of us, the, the massive amounts of us. And that's why there's too many of us. So that's why they're trying to create infertility programs and go through eugenics experiments like these gene modification shots and all this other crap. Why? Because they're insecure. They don't have no love in their hearts. They don't have hearts. It's hard to live without one, but they're trying to. So what I, where I'm going with this for today's show is I want to get into some basics of healing. I know we're going, I'm going to take a left turn at Albuquerque right here, but I want to get into some basics of healing, okay? And the basics of healing that I want to get into today are going to be talking about your elimination channels and how your body gets rid of waste. Because for a lot of people, the elimination channels are either a little closed or they're not being used. And when you don't use all the ways that your body can get rid of waste, what inevitably happens at the cell level is you start to build up waste in the water that surrounds the cell and within the cell itself. And that's where disease ensues. So what we have to make sure we're doing is opening up the body's ability to get rid of waste at different molecular sizes so that the cells can have the healthiest environment to exist within. Because when cells are in a very healthy environment, a very alkaline environment with a bunch of nutrients and all that good stuff, they tend to do really, really good. Right. So I, I you know, and, and, to get into this, um, ah, maybe I'll bring it up after the break, but I want to talk a little bit about what is going on in the world right now, because there's a lot of doctors who are doing a lot of talking and not all of it is accurate and not all of it is selfless. And I think that's something that you need to be aware of. There's some doctors saying some stuff right now out there that are really just stuck on themselves, just stuck on their own egos. You know, they never met a topic they wouldn't say something about, right? And it's just some of them just never shut up. 
you know, and you just look, I just look at them and I'm like, why are you talking so much? Especially when I know, maybe the rest of the world doesn't know yet, but especially when I know you don't know what you're talking about. That's a danger. We have right now something, our currency in this movement, in this health freedom movement, our currency is hope. So when you're not speaking from a place of knowledge, you potentially are putting information out in the world that is inaccurate. And because of its inaccuracy, people are going to try it and it's not going to work. And if you try something, it doesn't work. You start losing hope. Well, we can't afford that at this juncture in what we're doing. So I wish some people would have the integrity to shut up sometimes. And I'm not going to mention any names yet, but if these people keep going on, I'm going to start saying some of these names and I'm going to invite them on this show to debate me because I've just had enough of all this talk out there. Can we get some stuff done? There's so much talk and talk and talk and talk and talk out there. Can we actually put all of this effort and energy that we've been wasting and throwing all over? Can we actually use that energy collectively and to get on one topic and make sure that we see that topic through to get something done? Can we actually do that? That's where I, my heart is. See, remember I said it comes back to what's in your heart. My heart is in putting bad people in jail. That's what I love about Tom Renz. My heart is in putting bad people in jail and putting good people who were lied to and got hurt into a place where they can heal, into a situation, into a feeling, a vibration, a healing bubble, if you will where they can heal. That's where my heart is. Help the people who are hurt, put the bad people in jail and make sure this never happens again. Well, how do we do that if we have people on our side of the fence, people, supposed good guys who are talking about things that they don't know anything about? So today we're going to talk about nucleotide excision repair. Yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about that because see, that's the real goal here. Everybody keeps saying, well, I got this solution now. I got this theoretical solution for how to help the people who are injured by the shot. You do? Fantastic. Can you tell me? Because I've been working with these folks, the, the people who are the most severely injured. I've been working with them for now over two months. And yes, we've gotten them stable. And I'm very confident that I can help anybody who is severely injured get to a place of stability. But now the road back to recovery is the road we're walking. And that road isn't easy. That road isn't easy because the true goal to get them to is to get them to clip out the mRNA sequences that reverse transcribed and uploaded into the DNA and get that out of their DNA. That's through a process called nucleotide excision repair. And do you have any understanding? Most people have never heard that phrase, let alone understand all the things that have to happen before the cell will even perform that act of ultimate healing of itself. Because yes, we can get the genetic modification out of people. Yes, we can. The process isn't easy and the process takes a long time from my experience at least. So if somebody's got a heads up on that and knows better than me, I sure would like to hear it. Share it with me. 
you know so much, please share it with me. I'm open. I'm an open-minded, open book. You tell me, I'm going to explore it. Instead, what we got is a bunch of people talking because they want it. They like hearing themselves talk. And that gets under my skin real quick because it starts to affect hope. And it starts to make us all feel like maybe there is no solution. And that's not true. God is good. And God lives in every single cell in your body. And I can prove it to you. God lives in every single cell in your body. And God's ready to go to work. We just got to put the cell in the right situation for God to do God's work. That's what I'm figuring out how to do, folks. And that's what I'm sharing with you in these talks a little bit. So right after the break, we'll come back and I'll get into it. I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about the doctors and stuff like that. I, I just wish some, I just wonder when, when are, when do you get, you, you, you talk so much. When are you getting any work done? Because I talk a lot and I teach a lot and I work a lot and I still can't get to everything that I need to get done every week. I can't, I don't, I don't have enough time and I don't have nearly the schedules of some of these folks out there. So I'm just asking when, when do you get that work done? When do you actually do the work? You, you, you sound like you know so much. When are you getting the work done? Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, yeah, I got some stuff to say. Let's be real right after the break. Be back back with more Energetic Health Radio. Energetic Health Radio is sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you. Sickness is slavery, but health is freedom. Are you ready to take control of your health and rediscover how good true freedom feels? At EHI, our next amazing class is waiting for you. A lot of people really love our holistic nutrition certification program. We got some new classes we're about to start dropping, the art of fasting, the art of cellular healing, the art of eating healthy. So you don't have to guess anymore. You can actually know. And it's, ta it's taught in a way so that it's easy to understand that it's all functional and anybody can do it. That's what we're putting together for you. It's going to be released in a couple of weeks. I can't wait to do a big show on it for you folks. I got to tell you, I love you all so much. All right. This ain't about me. This ain't about any ego for me. Believe me, that's been stripped away. God got rid of that a long time ago for me. Okay. What it's about is doing what's right and experiencing the joy of doing what's right. And that's something you get to experience at the Energetic Health Institute. So learn which nutrients your cell need to produce energy. Learn how to how much of those nutrients you need to take, learn how to use your body in the way that's and learn about how amazing your body is. I mean, wow. You start getting into protein synthesis. You start getting into uh, nucleotide excision repair. You start getting into delayed food allergies. You start getting into just, I mean, the magic of how gas exchanges in the lungs is a miracle when you really get down to it. It's just some beautiful stuff. Your body is beautiful. You are beautiful. God lives in every single cell in your body. We're going to just simply show you how to care for this amazing gift of life that you've been given. I tell people the same thing. I don't teach any ideologies. I just simply teach people how to love themselves. And I do it 
through nutrition. I do it through natural medicine. I do it through meditation and prayer. But it's really simple. At the Energetic Health Institute, all we're doing is teaching people how to really love themselves. Because I know when you really love yourself and not in a vain way, when you really love yourself, being selfless and finding joy in being selfless becomes very, very easy. So folks, learn what you'll love for a lifetime at the Energetic Health Institute. Go to energetichealthinstitute.org and bring the joy of energetic health into your life. We'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. Surely if you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. So you can listen in on our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. All right, welcome back, everyone. You know, when we were talking before the break, the thing that uh, I was trying to get across was that uh, I'm just tired. I'm just tired of a lot of this. You know, we I've seen the creation of uh, COVID circuits, you know, like lecture circuits, where I'm like, you know, why do we want this to be a topic? You know, we, we've done a couple of uh, events and I, I don't fault anybody for doing events. I mean, that'd be hypocritical of me. I just am looking at a point. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, what, what are we doing it for? You know, I guess that's my point. I, I remember a few uh, weeks ago, I saw that there was this uh, pretend grand jury out there um, that was going to be done. And I was like, why aren't, rather than do a pretend grand jury, we we're trying to stoke the court of public opinion, which while important, doesn't really move the needle. Why don't we actually file grand jury petitions? You know, and that was one of my questions to the folks that had put the pretend grand jury together was, are you going to be taking into these ridiculous proceeds that you're going to be making? Because you're charging, there was a, there was a cost of up to like $10,000 for, you know, for at one point for it. And it was just like, wow, you're charging a lot of money during a really tough time in the economy for a lot of people. That's kind of messed up, I think. Uh, you know, so I was just like, why? you know, what are you doing to amass that? Is that going into a legal war chest so you guys can file actual grand jury petitions so you can petition the court? I mean, what, what's going on? And they couldn't answer it. And I said, so you're just making money. Okay, well, that, that kind of sucks. You know, you know, I think that was the problem. We, that's the main problem we have with the other side is that they just want to make money. They think they can skirt the law and violate federal laws and manipulate data and lie out just straight up to our faces and steal money and think that 
that's okay. And also that they can, I mean, what's the end game? Profitability, profitability and control, right? So I said, we, we can't really engage in that same energy. And then I started seeing, you know, folks coming up and, you know, there's some, there's some folks that, you know, you see them everywhere. You know, two things I've seen really come up is there are a lot of people who have an opinion today, 2022. There's a lot of people who have an opinion today in 2022. And my question is, where were you in 2020? Where were you in 2020 when it was completely inconvenient and completely unpopular to have any kind of you know, uh, alternative point of view from the propaganda of the mainstream media and the, and the federal government and the World Health Organization. You know, where, where, where were you then? You were awful quiet. And now that it seems like it's safe to come out into the water, you now got a lot to say. I find that very interesting, very curious. So many names that I've never heard of before, and that don't mean anything. Y'all don't, I'm no big name and y'all you know, uh, y'all didn't maybe know who I was before. All that. That, ain't, that ain't no thing. I'm just saying, you know, where were you when it was really hard? Because you're coming in when it's really easy and you profit it and taking credit. I'm, I have a problem with that. You know, um, I just I have, a, I have an ethical, philosophical problem with that. You know, it's not to say that you shouldn't come in and do something if you now feel compelled. It's just saying that please don't come in here and take credit and act like you were here the whole time. We, I think we all know who was around in 2020. You know, you can start the list at Dr. Peter McCullough. You know, you can start the list right there. Who was around in 2020 that was actually doing some stuff, you know, and those folks never going to have a problem with them because they, we know who they are. You know, we know what they were about. But then you have these other folks right now who came on the scene usually in 2021 you know, it was like mid 2021 and who finally had an epiphany on some things. And now they have, they, they, I swear, I don't mind people talking about a bunch of things. I talk about a bunch of things and I'm a doctor. I talk about a bunch of things, but I make a promise to everybody when I do that, if I'm talking about something, it's because I know about it. I've done the research and, and here's what you probably have heard me saying at some point. There's three very important words we have to be able and have the courage and the, the ethics to be able to say in the right situations. And those three words are, I don't know. You know, when somebody asks me a question about a topic that I don't know much about, I'm going to tell them point blank, I don't know much about it. I'll go get researched on it if you want to, if you want, if you want to get me to give you an opinion. But if I don't know something about it, I'm not going to give an opinion just to act like I know everything. You know, I think that's the big problem with a lot of white coats out there is they just have this God complex, this this ego that won't allow them to be asked a question and just say, hey, I don't know. There's no problem with that. You know a lot. You're obviously a doctor. You're smart. But how about you be humble, too? You can be both. You can be smart and you can be humble. When you know something, speak on it. When you don't, don't. I've heard people going out there talking about the Nuremberg Code actually has been uh, ratified in the United States. No, it has not. It was specifically not ratified in the United States. It was spe specifically not adopted by the United States because the United States, through Andrew Dulles, knew that we were taking Nazi scientists from Nazi Germany and bringing them into the CIA and washing all of their records and all of their crimes against humanity. We, we, so we couldn't bring, we couldn't adopt 
the Nuremberg Code into our Code of Federal Reg Regulations, because if we did so, though, that would have never been allowed to happen. That was one of the worst things that Dulles did was to bring those folks over here. He just infected us with a bunch of cancerous pricks, really. You know, and we wanted that information. It had, we wanted to know how to control mass population. Well, here's how you control mass populations, treat people well. Teddy Roosevelt had it really simple. The job of government is to provide opportunity. The job of the people is to take advantage of the opportunities that government provides. They're there, now, you're, now you have full control over your entire population, but that's not really the type of control they want. They don't want to, they don't want to control where it's, you know, checks and balances. They want to control where it's authoritarian and we get to tell you what to do, right? It's the devil at work. So when I hear people say the Nuremberg Code, Nuremberg Code, Nuremberg Code, I'm like, you have to understand that's not, that, has, that was never ratified in this country with specific reason. And that's where you have to go into history to understand this. In fact, it's not until the Tuskegee experiment gets brought to light that this even becomes a, a discussion after following a congressional um, investigation into it. It took years to even get to the congressional investigation after the Tuskegee experiment came to light. And then after the congressional investigation, they put together what's called the Belmont Report. And you can go check all this stuff out. It's all available on, on .gov websites. The Belmont Report was written with the intent of finally utilizing the principles of the Nuremberg Code and getting those brought into officially the Code of Federal, Federal Regulations in 1972. That's what the Belmont Port Report was about. The Belmont Report was saying we realized that we had an opportunity post-World War II to ratify and adopt the Nuremberg Code. We did not do it for whatever reason. We know why that reason is. And therefore, this is an opportunity for make that, to make that wrong right. So they wrote the Belmont Report with the intent that the Belmont Report was going to be fully adopted into the Code of Federal Regulations. And then, of course, what did people in government say? Nope, we're not going to adopt the Belmont Report. We're going to adopt pieces of the Belmont Report. That became 45 CFR Code of Federal Regulations 46, dealing with human experimentation and making sure that it always requires informed consent. All right. How do I know this? Because I researched it. How do I know this? I did the work. How do I know this? Because when I didn't know something, I had the courage to say, I don't know and go and do my homework so that I could be informed and I could know. And we wrote about this in our peer reviewed paper um, on COVID-19 in March of 2021, you know, restoring uh, trust. You know, we wrote about all this find it appalling that the Tuskegee experiment ever happened, let alone that it went along for so many years. But then what's really disturbing about it when you get to the end of it and Congress is investigating it, what gets really disturbing is not one person was ever held to account for their role in the Tuskegee experiment. And the Tuskegee experiment was brought to us by historically black colleges. It's hard for me to say that, but it was. It was brought to us by the CDC. It was brought to us by the American Medical Association. These are all well-documented through the congressional investigation. And not one person who made it possible was ever held to account. Not one day was spent in jail by anybody for their role in the Tuskegee experiment. 
Now, we can't let that happen again with this. People got to go to jail. People got to get indicted. People got to get investigated, indicted, and go to jail for this. You cannot let this kind of lawlessness run amok unless you just don't care. There's no point in having laws if they're not going to be followed, right? There's no important, there's no point in having a constitution if it's not going to be adhered to. It's just no point. So we got to hold these people to account. So when I hear folks talking about this, and especially when I hear white coats talking about this, you know, like they know something. It's like, well, first of all, you're not an attorney. And people say, well, you aren't either. I'm like, yeah, I'm not. But I've kind of made my way in the last two years doing all the work on, for, with legal teams. I know a little bit now. I know enough. I know how to read. I know how to read and I know my history. So when I hear people saying that, I'm just like, you, you don't get it. You don't get it. You know, and, and that's sad to me because what you're doing is you're creating false hope in people that Nuremberg 2.0, Nuremberg, 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 Nuremberg. Okay, that's, come on, folks. That's not going to work. If it's going to work, if what we're doing is going to work, we got to go through our courts and we have to prove that our courts still work or that they don't and it's beyond repair. But we have to prove that by pressuring the system to show itself. You can't do that with optics displays and pretend grand juries. and You can't do that. You can only do that with a willingness to pressure the system, a willingness to say, here, what you're telling me how the system works, that I have a right to petition for redress of grievance, and that, I, and that my petition has to include a hearing, First Amendment, 14th Amendment, you're telling me these things. So now I'm going to put those things to the test and we're going to see whether they're true or not. And if they're true, great. Then we've figured out what we need to do. And if they're not true, then it sucks, but we're going to figure out what we need to do to get this back on track. You see where I'm coming from? Right? And this is, this is fall. We can't create false hope. We got, a, we got a hard road ahead of us. We got election integrity problems. We have this whole transhumanistic agenda. We have these globalists running amok, right? Thinking that they get to own the world. You will, you will own nothing and you will be happy. <sighs> Shut up, Klaus. I'll decide what makes me happy and what doesn't make me happy. I'm a man. No matter how much you want to vilify me for having a pair, I'm a man. I'll make that determination. You don't get to decide that for me, you eugenicist, you sick, degenerate genesist. You, no. Can't stand those people. They're not even people. I, we got to come up with a word for them. I'll figure that out. What I'm saying to you is be weary of anyone who knows everything. Be weary of anyone who doesn't have the intellectual integrity to say, I don't know when they don't really know something. There's no way everyone can know everything. I had somebody ask me about a study with 42 rats in France today. And you know, what did I think about it? And I was like, I don't know. I, until you mentioned it, I had heard they were like, well, this is the study that was done that they used you know, to make sure that they could justify pregnant women getting this, even though there were no pregnant women in any of the clinical trials. And I was like, oh, I'd, I'd heard of them using rats. I didn't know there were 42 of them. I didn't know it was in France. Doesn't surprise me. Most of the clinical trials were in Argentina, you know, 
you can get a lot done in other countries, you know, than you know, outside of the purview. And then you can take the data and just make it look like that's what was happening here in the United States. It's incredible to me that an American company outsourced all of their clinical trials to countries where they have greater influence and more and, and less visibility. You know, that's, that's, that's no surprise. Right. So yeah, sure. Okay. You know, and then my next question then was, okay, do you have the study? Let me read it. Cause I, they still wanted an opinion. I'm like, I have no opinion on it. I, let me read what it is. I don't want to read a headline. I want to read the actual study and then I'll give you my opinion. See, that's what it's supposed to look like. Then I'll give you my opinion. It's not even fact. It's my opinion. Right. So I just am saying, you know, there's been quite a few folks talking a lot and I'm just tired of them talking, you know, I'm tired of the talking. I'm, and I go, well, my question for a lot of these folks that talk so much is how many patients have you treated? Same thing. Same question I asked Fauci, right? How many patients have you treated? You got so much to say, so much to say. You never shut up. How many patients have you treated? How many people have you actually helped recover from? contracting this bioweapon? How many people have you actually helped recover from getting the genetic modification shot and being injured by it? How many people have you actually done it? How many folks, how many, how many, how many legal efforts have you filed or been a part of in any way, shape or form, right? I'm tired of all this. I'm going to write an article and change the world. No, you're not. It's not going to change anything. There's so much noise out there. There's no way I'm going to do another interview and that's going to change everything. No, it's not. It's not going to change anything. You're just adding to this pile. Oh, you're going to chase the next outrage. Then monkey, monkey pox. Let's talk about monkey. Somebody asked me to talk about monkey pox last week. I said, I don't know nothing about it. And they said, why? I said, because I'm not going to get involved in learning anything about monkey pox because I know it's a false flag. And I'm going to demand that these bastards address us on the ground that we want to fight on, which is this death certificate issue. And the fraud, the criminal fraud and the willful misconduct surrounding all that. No, I'm not going to talk about anything else until we talk about that. Until we're ready to talk about where this originated, how the money went to creating this bioweapon and how federal laws were violated in order to manipulate data and steal $3.5 trillion from the American taxpayer. I have nothing else to talk about with you. Monkeypox, asymptomatic transmit that lie right? I have nothing else to talk to you. And that's what we have to do. We have to have the courage to keep them over target, if that makes sense, right? I'm going to get to the four elimination channels. I'm building to it. I'm building to it. I know I said we were going to talk about it. I guess I'm just getting some stuff off my chest today, you know, just, just kind of getting some stuff off my chest. And I appreciate you listening to me. And I, I don't know if you're feeling the same way, but I, the sense I get when I talk to people around the country is that we all get in this way. We're getting this, okay, we know we were messed over. We know they stole the election. We know there's a lot of jacked up stuff that's been going on around here. Okay, what are we going to do about it? Tell me what you're doing about it. Because outrage ain't going to get us home. Being upset ain't going to get us home. Being hopeless ain't going to get us home. We have to apply pressure to the system for the system to reveal itself as either in existence and we just didn't know how to access it or so corrupted that it's beyond repair. We have to pressure the system to reveal itself. And I'm sad to say that what we're seeing so far, when you got Sussman dead to rights and you can't even put that dude in an indictment, you know, and people say, well, it's okay to lie to the FBI. <laughs> I mean, they got the worst jury of all that you could possibly get when you see people's 
affiliations and stuff like that. When you, when you see all that, what, you're, what they're showing you is that everything is corrupt. And if everything's corrupt, we got a much bigger problem on our hands, folks. You know, like they said in True Grid, I don't need a good attorney. I need a good judge, right? I don't need a good, I don't even need a good judge. I need a good grand jury. I get that. We can get a lot done in this country. I need people who, just like me, who are open to what they don't know and willing to say, I don't know about something. That's where it's at. All right, folks, I'm going to take a short break. We'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio right after these messages. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. All right, folks, welcome back. Um, final segment here. I, I said I wanted to talk about elimination channels, and I do. We're going to talk about elimination channels right now because really what we're getting into is talking about clearing out the waste, right? When we were talking earlier, you know, I was, I was saying to you, you know, let's talk about getting the waste out of our country. That's really what it, it's really what it comes down to. You know, if, if things aren't working for us as a, as a country, it's because there's been a lot of waste kind of built up, right? And so we, we tend to want to start from the top. It's like, let's go right at the top and see if we can take this whole legs out of this whole house of cards and the whole thing will just come crumbling down. That's the dream, right? That's that dream kind of maybe Atticus Finch, you know, um, uh, you know, what am I thinking about? It's not, it's, is it the crucible? <laughs> I don't remember. I read so many good books in, in high school that they don't let kids read anymore. Was it the crucible? It wasn't catcher in the rye, um, with the brass ring, um, oh, to kill a mockingbird. That's what it was. Atticus Finch to kill a mockingbird. Right. And these were brilliant, brilliant stories. I don't know why they, these are classics and they help develop thought processes right and wrong. I don't know why they, they started outlawing, well, because you know, the, the gender stuff wasn't right. Well, that was the time period they were in. I'm not saying what was going on was right, but let kids read about it. What a great way to learn about it and put yourself and then appreciate that things are different now than they used to be, right? Better. So we talk about getting that waste out. And how do we get that waste out? Well, let's be, we got to be real with each other, right? I don't know. It's okay to say, I don't know. It's okay to disagree about some stuff. I disagree with some of the stuff that's going on. It doesn't mean I don't like people. It just means I disagree with them. You know, I've been working with the, for example, the folks who were hurt by the shot for a long time now, and I've done as much work as anybody with them, you know, and I feel like, yeah, I'm an expert on what's going on. And, and I can tell you that my expertise of the severely injured, there's a lot of work to be done. Okay. There's a lot of work to be done to get to nucleotide excision repair. And that's a, that's a step. That's a hard step to get the cell into, but if you get the cell into that step, things, good things happen. 
So I'm going to share with you is one of the first things that we have to do to help get the waste out, right? Because I like taking out trash, whether we're talking about bad guys and in, you know, appointed official positions and elected officials, let's, let's, let's take out that trash. Whether we're talking about the judicial system, let's, let's take that trash out, right? But whether we're talking about our bodies, it's the same thing. Let's take that trash out because you can really only control what you can control, and maybe we can't control the direction of the country right now. I believe God's got this. So we'll get a self-correction. We'll, we'll, he'll help us correct that collectively, right? But what we can control is what's going into our bodies and how our bodies especially take out the trash, how the bodies get rid of waste. So there's four main ways that the body are going to get rid of waste. And that's going to be through our elimination channels, through exhaling. So every time you exhale, your body's getting rid of gaseous waste. It's through urinating. I'm going to say peeing. All right. I'm going to keep it a little more real with you today. Peeing, right? And that's how your body gets rid of gaseous waste and larger water-soluble molecules. But this molecules have to be small enough to still fit through these little holes in the glomeruli called fenestration. So in your glomeruli and these filtration units in your kidneys, in order for the water mo uh, molecule to get out through your urine, it's got to be small enough to fit through those holes. So if it's too big to fit through those holes, it's got to go out a different way. So another way that the body can get rid of waste is through sweating. And this is something a lot of us don't do. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little quiz with you. We're going to take a little quiz together at the end, okay? And that sweating is how we get rid of gaseous waste, why we stink sometimes and get rid of larger water-soluble molecules, but also a little bit, just a little bit of fats as well can go out when we're sweating. This is the power of, of saunas. And this is the power of, of exercising, getting your heart above cardiovascular range so that you can, or I should say into the cardiovascular range so that you can really promote sweating. And then the last of the four, so we have exhaling, peeing, sweating, the last of the four is the big one. Pooping. That's how we get rid of the biggest molecule. So if it's too big, the molecule that needs to get out is too big to go out through the kidneys, too big to get out through the sweat, then it goes out through your poop. And that's why pooping every day is so important. And this is how we get the gaseous, the large water molecules, water-soluble molecules and fat-soluble molecules out. But it's important to have all four of these open. Now, when I say exhaling, I'm not talking just about what you normally do. I'm talking also about breathing, you know, good meditation, good pranayama, good qigong, good breathing practices, diaphragmatic breathing practices like the folks do for the free diving and things like that. Great stuff, right? Urinating. We're talking about something else and, and we're talking about clean water and making sure you have a little bit of salt in your diet. I was talking to some vegans today who can't figure out why they couldn't figure out why they were peeing so much. And I was like, well, you, you know, probably don't use a lot of salt. They said, no, I don't cook with salt. I just cook with, uh, I, I just make my food. I'm like, okay, well, the food is delicious, but you need a little salt. And they said, why? I said, because when you're vegan, you're eating plant-based foods, you're getting a lot of potassium into your system and you need to balance that. You got to have salt. Sodium balances that and water follows sodium. So wherever sodium is, water is going to go. So if you don't have a lot of sodium in your system, there's nothing to hold that water you're putting it in. So your body's just going to urinate it out with a whole bunch of other minerals. You're actually going to deplete your mineral reserves when you do that. They said, really? I said, yeah. So that's what, how it works. I've seen it. I've seen a little bit of salt for a vegan within a day, take them out of a heart arrhythmia. I've seen it happen, right? You can't make this stuff up.
So there's three things that alkalize the body. We want to think of alkalinity as very healing. We want the cells want to be bathed in water that's alkaline. That's over about 7.5 or a little higher. That's what cells thrive in when the water is a, is a little alkaline that they live in, nutrient-dense and alkaline. So the top three alkalizers in, out there are oxygen, good for breathing, right? Bicarbonate, whether it's sodium or potassium bicarbonate, Dr. Robert Young with uh, phmiracleproducts.com has a beautiful set of there. That's phmiracleproducts.com, beautiful formulation with potassium bicarbonate in there as well. And then chlorophyll. And I just did a test, an actual pH test on all these things yesterday with students to show them how when you put these things, different things in water, they change the pH of the water to make it more alkaline. We proved it yesterday. I did it on, uh, we put it out on Facebook, right? So oxygen, bicarbonate, and chlorophyll, the three top alkalizers for your body, three top healing things you can put into your body, oxygen, bicarbonate, and chlorophyll. That's why we say eat something green every day. But when we're talking about pee, right? I think the first question I have for you is what color should your pee really be? Most people think it's supposed to be clear. No, that means you're nutrient deficient. Did you know that your pee is actually supposed to be highlighter yellow? <laughs> it is. It's supposed to be highlighter yellow because that tells us that we're getting a plethora, an, a great amount of B-complex vitamins that are essential for energy production into your body. So much that your body has too much to use, so it urinates some of it out, and it's no big deal. The body's happy to get rid of the excess, no problem. How much water should you drink every day? Well, you should drink half your body weight in fluid ounces, maybe up to three quarters your body weight in fluid ounces if you're very active. But I had a person come in today that said, hey, I drink 2.5 liters of water every day. That's too much for you. Well, what's the problem with drinking too much Water, doc, the problem with drinking too much water is that you're now forcing your kidneys to work harder. You're also going to force your body to urinate more. And when it urinates more, it's going to strip it of, of other micro minerals. You're, you're just demineralizing yourself when you drink too much water. All right. You need to drink the right amount of water. But see, this is the thing about being American. More isn't better. Better is better. We get this mentality as Americans that more is better. No, it's not. Better is better. Balance is better. And should I drink tap water for my water source for drinking and cooking with? No, heavens no, you shouldn't. Go read a report of what's actually in tap water. You don't want nothing to do with it. That's where Andrew Dulles and those Nazis come into play because they figured out aluminum um, is something that can be used for mind control. And so what did they, where, how are they putting aluminum into your water supply? Through something called sodium fluoride. That's right. The waste product of aluminum production is fluoride. You put that in the water and now you have heavy metals going into people that starts to make them more susceptible to suggestion and 24 hour news cycles and things like that. The suggestibility skyrockets over a human being. That's what the Nazis figured out. How many times a day should you pee? Well, how many times a day do you, right? The ideal is about four to six. You don't want to pee more than that because you start peeing more than that. You're into mineral depletion. Well, sweating. Here's the obvious question. How many times should you sweat each week? talk to the Norwegians, they're going to tell you seven days a week, especially during the winter. That's how they stay healthy. Talk to the First Nation folks, they're going to tell you you need to, to purify your body for, um, for ceremony. You talk to the Ayurvedics, they're going to tell you the same thing. You need to sweat. That's how you purge karma. Bad things are happening to you. Go sweat. Get that stuff away. You change your energy field. And how long should you sweat for each day? A minimum of 15 minutes, but you got to make sure you replenish those electrolytes afterwards. 
right? But how many times are you actually sweating? Most Americans sweat one time or less every week. So that's an elimination channel that is not even being used. It's right there for Americans. And they, we don't even use it. And we wonder why we are quickly becoming one of the fattest nations in the entire world. Okay? We eat too much and we exercise too little. And that's where you begin. It's a little bit more complicated than that, of course, but that's where you begin. And then we talk about pooping. Well, how many times should you poop? Well, once for every major meal. But here's the thing. How many major meals does an adult really need each day? An adult needs one major meal a day. I survive beautifully well, healthily well on about 1,200 calories a day for most days. Yeah, I have my indulgent days, of course. You know, once or twice a month, I'll indulge a little bit. But by and large, I practice intermittent fasting. I practice three-day water fasting. I practice calorie responsibility. I practice one major meal a day and that that meal is organic and plant-based. And that if I am eating meat, that the meat is clean and that what goes into my body has no known food allergens for me. So I don't have to stress and tax my immune system. So my immune system can be on the lookout for a bioweapon if I come in contact with it. And all the while I'm putting clean water and oxygen and bicarbonate and chlorophyll and all these other things into my system. Why am I doing that? Because I love my body. I love this gift that God has given me. And I want to do the best I can to take care of it in the scope and ability that I have to do so. So there's four major elimination channels, exhaling, peeing, sweating, and pooping. And the question becomes, are you getting those in every day? Because if you're getting those in every day, your water around your cells is going to be very healthy. And if your water around your cells is very healthy, that means it's alkaline and will have some nutrients in it, especially if you're eating right, if you're eating healthy. And if you do all those things, what starts happening is you start to feel what your cells can really do. And your cells will give you the love that you give them. Pretty cool, right? Well, folks, you know, I'm going to start sharing with you a little bit more. I'm going to, I won't rant every time, but I want to share with you a little bit more of my thoughts and what's going on in the world. And I want to share with you a little bit more about what you can do for yourself. Because to me, that's what energetic health radio should be and is going to be all about. Giving you information that you can use that's functional for you. All right. Functional for you. I want you to be as healthy as you can be, because I know when you're healthy, it's easy to be free. And to me, if they're trying to put us into digital shackles using disease as the vehicle to drive it, then it seems to me like the solution to freedom is obvious. Solution to freedom is just being healthy and giving pharma the finger. May the almighty God shine his divine light down upon us all. Everyone we love and surround us in the protection of his Mormon grace. Aloha and adios.